This episode of the Lux Ops Here podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code LSH. Thank you for coming by the Lux Ops Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bowser. This is a fun one this week, this episode, and please, if you are new, hit subscribe. And if you've been around, make sure you give us that five-star rating and leave a little comment. It helps us grow so much. We've even cracked the charts in Sweden because of all of you. I appreciate it so much. And so uh, this one with Cordell is wild. Uh, he and I always have a lot of fun with these things. If you listen to my old show like 10 years ago or whatever, Scotty Mouse, he was a frequent co-host and regular guest of mine. So he's been on the Patreon too. So if you go over to patreon.com slash LuxOpsPod, there's a lot of me and him getting drunk, talking all kinds of random shit. So check it, this one out with Cornell Reed. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And I'll be back later in the week with an episode with Andrew Holmgren. Bye-bye. Yeah, baby. I'm here with the world's greatest muff pumper. Give it up for my man, Cornell Reed, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging my talent. A lot of people seem to ignore that when I come on their podcast. I email everyone specifically my credits which is the number one muff pumper um, in the universe. And, and I usually don't get the credit I deserve. So I appreciate the shout out. Yeah. Muff pumper is a term I made up during our sound check here. And honestly, I- I'm sticking with it. I think muff pumper is pretty cool. If you're a muff pumper, you're a cool fucking dude, man. Like, yeah. It sounds like an insult, but it's actually, it's pretty cool. Sweet, dude. Like it shows you're liberated. You don't, you don't mind fucking getting in there and do it you know mangling some bush (laughs) 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 you know get that bush going see cornell and i were going to start a little earlier and i'm a little buzzed right now and i apologize to you guys for that on this one but usually the drunk episodes i'm actually pretty funny but i had a crazy parlay i was riding out right now man the nevada wolf pack let me down here dude like yeah it's not all parlays work yeah, and usually well, everything's going good, and then the late game fucks you. It, it usually does, and I could have hedged it, but it was like one of those, ah, fuck it, you know, like, I'm not, it, it was a money line play, for those not familiar, so it's like, they got to win outright, my boss is texting me right now, that's what those dings are for people listening, because I, I told him to play the same parlay I did, and so he's like, shit, almost won it, <laughs> but no, like, uh, so the money line, you have to win the game. And when you pick big underdogs, the payouts are huge on these things. So this one was like only like five bucks, but it paid like 223 or something. And yeah, Damn. it's always that third one. But see, a lot of times when you're just doing it against the point spread, you have that opportunity to hedge on the, the final game where you're like, okay, right. I got, I'm going to win so much. If I just put this much on the other team, I can't lose no matter what. I'm going to turn a profit. Right. But on this particular one, San Diego State was a minus three seventy five money line favorite, so I would have had to put up three thirty seven fifty to win ten bucks there, and it's like the way I looked at it was like, man, that, that cuts in too much of my profits because this thing's a winner. But I, I, I probably should have yeah. done, it, but hey. no, I mean that makes sense. And then I mean, what if you take them with the spread? Then you got a seven point window where you could get double fucked. Exactly, dude. You don't, and that's the last thing you want to happen is turn it to a fucking five point game. And you're sitting there with your dick in your hand on two ends, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, this will be okay. I'm. Uh, this will be the first like uh, one that comes out in my March Madness specials next week. 
I'm doing a bracket breakdown Sunday that'll be out before this one. This one comes out on Tuesday. We're, do, we're recording this on Friday. And then Andrew Holmgren's coming on next Thursday. Or he'll be coming on on Tuesday. That'll come out Thursday. But essentially, it's like, this is like, like for me, the lead up to D-Day at the beginning of like Saving Private Ryan, where the gates are about to go <laughs> down, the brackets are about to come out, and I'm going to go full on Tom Sizemore on this shit. Like. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been paying attention to college basketball at all this year. It's just fucking bananas, right? It's, it's just like wild, dude. It, I'll tell you right now. I'll give you a, a first first round blind uh, underdog money line play. Cleveland State. Colby turned me on. What? Dude, they just won their conference tournament the other day. I won good money on that. Dude, Colby turned me on to them in November. And I've seen this team like come back and cover like plus 380 money line runs for me. When they were down nine with four minutes left and they come back and win it. Like this team is so scrappy, so gritty. They're going to give someone problems in the first round. I guarantee it. Like for sure take that. They're, they're going to be getting points. For sure take the points. But get hit that money line hard on those guys because like they're going to play everybody to the final buzzer no matter what. And because they're, they're one of those teams that's filled up with Juco transfers. Uh, so it's a bunch of dudes that are a little bit more experienced, a little more developed, that have shit to prove, you know? Right. Right, right, right. Speaking of, you've been watching Last Chance You, the new season. No, no, I, I haven't watched any of that. Should I be on that? Like, is that oh my new- god, dude! Yes, you gotta watch Last Chance You. If anything, for that fucking coach, Jason Brown, dude, he's hilarious. You would love that guy, dude. Here's what. Here's my my TV it. viewing schedules. I watch sports and gamble on them until it's time for me to like wind down at the end of the after the games are over, and then I basically just throw on Sopranos, and that's my wind down. <laughs> Wow, what a wind down. What yeah, a wind yeah, down. I gotta, watching... Yeah, yeah. I sit around eating cold cuts, watching Sopranos as I go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Both those things sound bad. You're hurting your, your mental and physical self by doing those two things. Cold cuts and I, Sopranos. I definitely am bed. not hurting my mental self on any of this. I, I am thriving, dude. Now, maybe it's due for a huge relapse or something. No, but like, yeah. I mean, you've known me a long time, buddy, and like, dude, you've seen me at my depression lows, and I, I'm I'm doing True. pretty good, dude. Like with all that lately, I haven't had like a depression spell in a while. Like, I had a panic attack a few months ago, but it was like completely unrelated to like depression or anything. So, well, that's good, man. Yeah, you seem good. That's good. You know, panic yeah. attacks for unrelated reasons are are fine. Yeah, I mean, dude, the best like, hey, like the fact that I haven't had a panic attack every day during COVID says, <laughs> I mean, it would be fucking absolutely acceptable. Like, but no, I, I absolutely I feel like I've gotten gained more sanity as the world has fallen apart more. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, finally, everybody's seeing it for what I saw for a fucked up mess. Like. <laughs> yeah that's a great point now it's, it's a time great for point. me to retreat to my unabomber shack up in the mountains which i'm getting <laughs> soon bro oh i hope so dude how you been man how you been i haven't talked to you. dude here's the thing for you listeners uh cornell is a regular over on the patreon show and he was a uh guest co-host quite a bit and a regular guest like easily the most frequent guest on my old uh podcast scotty mouth so you know yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing good. I, I'm just, I'm just riding this fucking last wave out. Uh, kind of a little like, 
anxious about things getting back to normal. I feel pretty comfortable when we're all not doing a thing, you know, yeah. it's kind of comfortable <laughs> knowing I'm not missing out on anything. Yeah. Everyone's just fucking sitting at home, zooming and shit. So it's like, Oh, cool. I can just sit on my couch and watch TV the rest of the day because who fucking cares? It's what everyone's doing. Yeah. You're not going to miss some uh, epic drop in at some shitty bar show. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like oh dude margaret cho showed up tonight bro (laughs) yeah yeah which i mean i like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be sad yeah but uh yeah 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 no yeah it's it's fun like i'm i'm like i got my first uh shot of the vaccine the other day no shit. Yeah, man. Frontline. I'm a essential what, worker in Nevada. It's t- it's tier two or whatever. Stage two or whatever. So, what uh, what what vaccines you choose? Oh, I got the Pfizer. I had the choice between the Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, and I was like, no one's sticking two dicks in my arm. <laughs> Good call, dude. Good call. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm a smart guy. Nice Pfizer. So you got your first shot now. Then you need your software update on the next shot. Yeah. Um, to yeah, get the microchip dialed yeah, in it's all, you know it's funny uh, how many people are terrified of a vaccine where it's like if they just like crack the history book to a small degree they'd learn that uh, the vaccine uh, uh, vac- the invention of vaccines took the average lifespan from 30 to 75 like overnight <laughs> <laughs> damn that's crazy is that real yeah dude it's like dude because think about back in the day where it was like smallpox fucking typhoid cholera was the last time fucking anybody got cholera thank vaccines yeah, for I... that shit dude <laughs> yeah all that Oregon yeah, trail I mean... shit dude come on <laughs> dude, yeah people dude. still get dysentery but that's more from like a bad taco bell night like <laughs> yeah for sure i'm pretty sure i had dysentery after a couple of nights drinking with you oh for sure dude uh what what i would say the place that most likely gave us dysentery is primetime pub on santa monica boulevard no question no question <laughs> before you even finish that sentence i knew exactly you knew, where you're gonna pick. you're like i opened my mouth and you're like oh he's gonna say the primetime i think that's the last time we hung out dude it was right before i moved to vegas we were hanging out at the primetime pub and that weird Filipino old lady bartender was getting all fucking flirty on me because I'm moving. And I was like, bitch, get, the, get back there and serve me some fucking drinks. Dude. Like, dude, oh, man. I know. I know. Fuck. I would kill to be at the prime time again right now, dude. I know. Oh my God. Dude, I know. You know, Chaney lives like right by there. Or he, you know, he moved to Mount Washington now. He's over in your neck of the woods. Oh, no shit. Yeah, him and Tia got a pad over there now. No, that's great. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I know this is really fucking fascinating for all the listeners who moved. Which of my friends they don't know moved where? Uh, no, Janie will be on soon. He's been on the Patreon too, so um, I'm gonna keep plugging that shit. Um, but no, uh, dude, like, yeah, he poked his head in there. Like the weak stuff kind of opened up, and there was just like a. He said he poked his head in there, and like prime time was like all the locals in there, no mass, just like. Fuck it. They're international waters over there, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I feel like all those people would have either already died from COVID or been immune. It's one or the other. You know, there's there's no people are going to catch it and get sick over there. They're the yeah. dirtiest people around. It's like, can you, can you imagine if the old King Eddie saloon was open during this? Dude, that, that place would have been the vaccine. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You just go hang out there for 10 minutes and you get the herd immunity. <laughs> but, but then, see, like every good LA bar, like the Gold Room, like the Powerhouse, they got to turn them into fucking hipster craft cocktail spots, but keep the old dingy neon signs. I know. I know, dude. All the good bars are getting fucked. Especially now, probably. probably oh, dude. Probably like most of them close. All my favorite bars in L. That was what the, the time that told me I needed to move was like, no more Bar 107, no more Gold Room, no more Powerhouse. It's like, Frolic Room was one of the last like dying relics. Yeah, was, like draw, drawing room will drawing room will outlive everyone. Like, absolutely, dude. That's that place is gonna be in space. They're gonna shoot that place to Mars pretty soon, and it's gonna be a <laughs> Elon Musk's only bar up on Mars, dude. That place is, yeah. You can't kill that place. It's like a cockroach. Yeah. You know, like who's gonna sell heroin in the fucking lot in the parking lot if the drawing room doesn't open every day at six a.m. Like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude, man. Like, I, you know, what? and it sucks because I was just starting to discover some really cool bars here, and it was like, yeah. And, and then lockdown, I was like, ah, oh, well, I guess, guess I'm not gonna do that for a while. But like, dude, <laughs> there's a bar that's like a fake beach club. Like, just on the other side of the freeway from me. I could walk there, probably. What do you mean a fake beach club? Dude, they got, like, sand, like, a back patio with, like, sand and, like, beach chairs and shit. <laughs> we, Whoa. Yeah, dude. Like, it's like a fake beach club. Like, like the, it's like brick walls in the back that are all painted to look like the ocean. It's, it's, <laughs> dude, and I've only seen the pictures on Yelp, and I'm like, man, this seems so up my alley. Because in Whittier... Shout out to everybody from Whittier listening to the show. I know a lot of you do. Uh, dude, there was a bar called JT's Beach Club. And it was like, it looked like it used to be like an old like hand job massage parlor that they turned into like a beach theme bar. Okay, great, 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 great vision. Great. I love this so far. Excellent place. All right, great. Dude, they had shuffleboard. Cool. Love that. You know, uh, they had, um, I think... I'm not mistaken, one, if not two foosball tables. Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow. So you can get some tournament foosball going when you got multiple tables. You know? Dude, nothing says the beach like a couple of foosball tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they had this weird Australian bartender guy with a mullet who was just angry all the time. And it's like, dude, if you're an Australian bartender, you need to be jolly as fuck, bro. <laughs> like, there's no, like... I. I don't want to see Australian bartender that's like having a rough day over here, mate. Don't boomerang anything at me today. <laughs> Put a, I'm not putting any shrimps on the barbie today. I do have the worst Australian yeah. accent. I feel like Australians being cranky is kind of like that. That makes sense to me. Australians seem like they could be a cranky bunch. No, they seem like, dude, I just think of like the uh, like the dude that is like, I just got stabbed, mate. Have a beer, like those guys. Like, oh uh, yeah, that's true. They're happy about getting that. Well, maybe that's the only time they're not cranky is when they're getting stabbed. <laughs> they're just, well, I mean, they are descendants of a prison call, descendants of prisoners on a colony. Power move by the the royal crown at that point. I mean, I know the royal family's been in the news a lot lately here, but can we not give them credit for their power move of just being like, hey, there's this giant island called Australia. How about we just ship everyone there? 
I know all the criminals. It's pretty. It's pretty baller, dude. That's that's a pretty baller move. I gotta admit. Yeah, taking all all your prisoners and just shipping them off over there. If you're a prisoner, I mean, you, I'd be stoked. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Like until you see like a twenty foot saltwater crocodile, then you're like, oh, this shit ain't fucking uh, Yorkshire yeah. anymore. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true man but at least you got sunshine you got waves you got the the waves you got the there's a lot of also a lot of great white shark i mean it is it seems like a terrifying place but i mean but also yeah 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 koalas kangaroos and apparently they're very vicious and nasty in in real life but they're they look cool and cute you know yeah australia is like all the water surrounding it is full of deadly creatures and every, everything inland is full of deadly creatures. They got all the deadly shit in Australia. Yeah, and then if you're just happy to be in the suburbs, there's like a feral fucking like mice problem and stuff because they're like or, or something like some shit like that. Hamsters or some shit. Somebody got a pet that wasn't supposed to. Like, no, that Simpsons episode with the bullfrog. Yeah, like, That was right. based on something real. I think it was jackrabbits actually. But someone brought... Yeah. Like that was like someone brought something to Australia. It wasn't supposed to be there, and it just fucking starts overrunning the joint. Yeah, no, they they like brought something in to kill off one thing, and then that, that <laughs> yeah. thing took over. And they're like, "Uh oh, this <laughs> <Yeah>. ain't good." <laughs> oh man, that, that's always a good move. Hey, like, what was it on the 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 how, what was it the the snakes or the bears Simpsons where it was like. What do we do about that? Oh, well, then we get a bunch of mongoose. Well, what do we do about that? It's like, oh, then we get gorillas. What happens to them? Oh, they'll freeze out and die in the winter. Oh, man. Oh, dude, but hey, so I, I, dude, I had a fun like, little idea to talk about with you on this one. Now that we've gotten past the 15 minutes of introductions. and Okay, rambles. great. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, Vegas is about to open back up like to 50% capacity in nightclubs, it looks like, and the pools and stuff. So I think by fall, it's going to be fully fucking cranking here. Like by football. Okay. Season. Okay. So that first week of football season, there's going to be so much money pumping into the sports books. Just cash yeah. on cash on cash. Because people are, that have been waiting a couple of years to make that trip here are going to make that week one NFL trip. We're going to do Ocean's 14 and rob like three casinos. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm I'm clearly George Clooney. You're my Brad Pitt. Clearly, you're my Brad Pitt. Okay. Okay. I was gonna go for Asian guy hiding in the. the oh, dude! Everybody the, wants the to be the box. Asian guy hiding in the money box, dude. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You're, you're... That's fair. That's I'm fair. I've done see, yoga if before. You want to be that guy? You're off. gonna need to send a video of you condensing yourself and crawling into a little box. Yeah, I'm not a contorter. I'm comfortable with that. I've okay, I've I, learned that about myself. I thought you'd be more of the handsome Brad Pitt, like uh, behind the scenes kind of guy, doing stuff here and there, eating hot dogs and and shrimp cocktails all the time. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm down for that. That sounds great. I'm George Clooney, but here's what one thing we got going for me as George Clooney. I don't have a Julia Roberts that I'm trying to uh, win back from a casino boss. Oh, I lost you real quick, buddy. You there, buddy? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost you for just a second. Okay. But yeah, I don't have a Julia Roberts that uh, 
with an Andy Garcia out here that we got to worry about. Like that, that's a uh, one. That was one of the that's biggest true. problems in the in the first Ocean's Eleven movie. If you're not not mis- yeah, right, 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 right. It was your your uh, you were in love with Julia Roberts, right? And you kind of fucked everything up for yeah. her. But the problem I do have is I am in love with Eric Roberts. Yes. Well, if he's around, which so, he probably will be. But I think. But so hear me out on this. We need to recruit Eric Roberts to be our Elliot Gould. That's the only way this thing works. Okay. Well, how do we do that? Do we send him a DM or I what, think what's if the... you go Eric Roberts at gmail.com. <laughs> Eric Roberts responds for sure, dude. <laughs> like, let's not overthink this. Hey, Eric Roberts at gmail.com. Right. Me and my buddy Cornell are doing a Clooney Brad Pitt thing over here, and we want you to be our Elliot Gold, if you know what I mean. Because we can't say we're going to rob a casino in an email. Like the- no, yeah, that could be used as evidence. Uh, you, That's a good point. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, you got the yeah, that sounds cast great. in front of you right now. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you, you called that up because I was about to. Because we're going to need to go deep dive in here. All right, who's our Matt Damon? We need a Matt Damon. Who's our Matt Damon? That's a good question. Um, could I go with a uh, Doug Driesel Jr.? That's a fucking outside-the-box choice, and I'm a fan for that alone. <laughs> <laughs> no one would see that coming dude no one would see no one that would. coming you're right dude uh although oh man it's like dude we need a bernie mac we need a don Cheadle. we need, we need a, yeah i mean yeah. if we're gonna be like trying to do it like legit i think danky could be a good matt damon he could also be a good Scott Kahn. But I think him and Ru- yeah, I was going to say him and Rutherford or Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck as the two weird Mormon twins. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. All right. That works. All right. Yeah. That's good. So we got we got those guys in. Uh, you know, uh, in the movie Ocean's Eleven, Matt Damon's character, because I, I, I've barely seen the sequel. I don't think I've ever saw the third one. I saw the second one like once. I didn't really like it, but I've seen the first one a lot because that movie rules. So, uh, well, okay. The the Matt Damon guy, yeah, you know, he starts off. He's like a pickpocket, uh, you know, like he looks like an Ivy Leaguer, but he's hustling everybody on the subway type guy. Yeah, right. And then they recruit him because his dad's some legendary fucking con artist, and so they know he's going to be good. And it turns out he is good. So who's like some? Who's a legacy case we know? Who's somebody that's like, okay, they haven't had their moment to shine yet, but we know they have the pedigree to do it. Like that's that's I think that's what we're looking for in our Matt Damon. Um, and you're saying Doug Driesel Jr. is not that. You know what? I think you're right. Doug Driesel Jr. probably is the guy <laughs> for this. Because have you ever seen Doug Driesel Sr.'s videos? No, I haven't. I've heard Dude. the lore, oh. but I've never seen oh, him in IRL. My God. Okay, so for people listening, an old open mic friend of ours, Doug Driesel Jr., his dad is like the only Republican candidate in Arkansas to lose a state congressional seat because he ran such a bad campaign. (laughs) And part of it was like he made all these great campaign videos that are on YouTube, and they all only have like 100 fucking views each. Like he ran a really shit campaign, but it's all like him sitting on like, like some huge Arkansas property with a massive lake in the back, and it's like, I like my guns. You know what else I like? Your children. I want to protect your children with my guns. 
Vote for me. Like, it's like really lame shit like that. But then he also has his country fucking songs. And his country songs are incredible. Because you know how Doug always wore that, that one black and white, like, striped, like, bowling looking shirt? Yeah. Shit you not. Like, one of his dad's videos, he's wearing the same shirt. It is. Oh, of course. Beautiful. It's beautiful. so amazing. I kind of hope Doug doesn't listen to the show, but I kind of hope he does so he can know. Yes, I definitely discovered your dad's YouTube channel. <laughs> and it is fucking uh, hilarious. Okay, so yeah, I'm willing to go with him as a Matt Damon. Also, Doug's a good guy. He could use a fucking, you know, breakout performance and something like this. And he's Absolutely. Six, he's six foot eight. And if this shit goes wrong, he'll be the one person they all can identify. And <laughs> <laughs> so I like this. I like this. Uh man, uh who's our Bernie Mac, dude? The blackjack dealer that fucking <laughs> the person we yeah. can get installed as a blackjack dealer, more importantly. Right, right, uh, right, right, this right. Is all, this is all fucking contingent on Eric Roberts going along with the email and us use, using some of his Hollywood connections. Because I feel like when we get to the Don Cheadle part, I think we can actually get Don Cheadle. Well, that that makes things easier. Yeah, like, if we can get if we can lock down Don, we can lock down Don Cheadle. But be like, hey, you can't use that dumbass British accent you use in the. In the <laughs> That's not gonna work. That's man. right. I forgot about that, dude. That's Apparently, terrible. Apparently, dude, that was a choice he made completely on his own. He basically told Steven Soderbergh, he's like, hey, this guy should be British. I'm going to make him British. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine having the balls to do that? Like, just having the balls to do that in any movie. But, like, in a movie like that where you're clearly the eighth banana in terms of star power, <laughs> you should fucking really slow your roll on anything like that because you are very replaceable in that situation. Yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. There, he, Steven Soderbergh probably was worried about so much other shit. He's probably just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah you're going to do what? All right. British accent? Whatever, dude. Just fucking just show up, dude. I got I to gotta fucking get some... Uh, Tequila over to George. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get Brad an acai bowl. George is pulling pranks Fucking... on everybody all day. You know, <laughs> you know, wacky George is with his pranks. No, so okay. It's like a uh, fucking Jared Leto did as a Joker in Suicide Squad. Did you hear about that? Yeah, where you sending like used condoms to Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what the fuck is that? That's dude? not really a prank, dude. <laughs> that's not a prank yeah i don't think the joker would even waste his time no, doing I that mean, really i mean that is being a sociopath so i'll give him that <laughs> sure for sure for sure yeah oh man mario hey, robbie's so hot too. have you ever heard about okay we'll do a little sidebar on a film set pranks but you ever heard about the old prank war between woody harrelson and fucking sean penn when they were making thin red line no oh dude it's like fucking super savage we're like one of them had like hired a bunch of dudes that looked like commandos and fucking run in like they're gorillas and kidnap one of like Sean Penn, take him out in the middle of the jungle in the middle of the night and like drop him off there. And, like, got, like, this is their prank. What? Yeah, dude. Like, like they apparently went at it really hard with these pranks and then they're like, they'd laugh it off earlier. Like, oh, I thought these guys were going to execute me. <laughs> 
Whoa, dude, that's incredible. That makes me want to watch that movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would like to try and do a watch, like, watch along with that and try and pinpoint every, like, okay, I think they shot this scene after this prank. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. That sounds, oh, that sounds, that's fucking incredible, man. What a story. Dude, because, like, I think, like, the, and, like, yeah, Google this if, when, if you're listening, like, if you're at your office or whatever, just not doing work, like definitely Google the story and look it up and email me. And I'll look it up too when we're done recording here and like find a like because it's really fucking funny what they were doing to each other. I'll I'll post the full thread on the Twitter account at at Luck Stop Spot on Twitter. That sounds incredible. Hey man, let me grab a beer real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it, man. I'm not going to accuse you okay. of like downloading child pornography or anything. Like... Good. That sounds great. No, definitely not. <laughs> He's definitely not going out of the room to download child pornography right now. That that would be really, oh, really not cool. You know, like to make me an accomplice during that. And so, I appreciate Cornell for going to the wrong room originally to get beer. Like, it's not like he doesn't know where his fridge is at his own house. <laughs> and you know, it's it's all right. Like, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I can kill time. I can sit here. Hey, you think I can't do a Bill Burr-style podcast where I sit here and rant for fucking three hours a week or whatever? I could do that. I just like talking to my friends. I, I prefer talking to my friends. I don't want you guys to all hear me talk about garbage all the time. There you are, buddy. How you doing? I'm back. Yeah, yeah I'm back. Um, uh, I'm talking to you on my computer, just so you know. There's no way I can be downloading anything. That's why my connection is stable. I'm not downloading anything in the background. Okay, that's cool. That's good. that's good to know, man. Because like, uh, it's kind of a running gago I have over here, where it's anytime someone leaves the room, I accuse them of uh, illegally downloading. Because it's like obviously you're not, because you're talking to me on the like, like you said. All right, so yeah, I I think I I think I would hope that your listeners would know that I would never do such a thing, and I feel like the longer we talk about it, the more it makes it sound fishy. Like maybe <laughs> I am, so let's just move on. Okay, so for the Chinese guy that fits in the fucking box, I got the guy. It's my buddy Kyle. He's a tiny little black Jewish guy from Montreal. I think he's perfect. He's not Chinese, but he it he's he's short, and he, I think he can fit in the box and. I, he's a skater, so he could probably do a couple crazy backflips. I think that works. Yeah, I mean, you know that that Asian guy was really the the whole thing that made the whole thing work. I yeah, mean, if you don't have that me? guy, the whole thing sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that guy does that guy does the the heavy lifting for sure. He should have gotten the biggest steak. Like George Clooney just sat around drinking martinis and I fucking Julia Roberts the whole time. You know what yeah, I mean? And, like, then, and then almost ruins it. And then, like, yeah. uses that as part of the plan order. Remember how George Clooney gets, like, picked up in the casino as they think it's all happening? And they take him to one of the cells, and then he sneaks out of, like, the, the security room. And then he goes, helps Matt Damon, and comes back to the security room where that guy's pretending to beat him up the whole time. Yeah. That guy was all, like, probably number two MVP behind the Chinese guy. Definitely. You're right. You're right. Because if that guy, that dude, that guy easily can turn right there. He doesn't have to help, right. help that out. He can be like, hey, right. man. I mean, he'd be a fucking low-life snitch at that point. But hey, like, you know, I wouldn't want Terry Benedict on my bad side. Also, can we talk about, uh, that's a perfect name for a dickhead casino boss. Terry, Terry Benedict. Benedict. Played by Andy yeah. Garcia. Oh, man, that's perfect. I like Andy Garcia, too, but, like, he is a perfect prick in that. 
And that's why we need Eric Roberts to be our Elliott goal. I mean, I I cannot stress this enough that without Eric Roberts, the whole thing falls apart real like really, really quick. Okay, so uh how many how many is that now? We got Don Cheadle's Don Cheadle. <laughs> 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 we got, who have we not who have we not got? Well, we still need a Bernie Mac. Oh, we need a Bernie Mac, dude. You know who'd be a good Bernie Mac? Let's get David Borey on there. Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, I love him. He's he's awesome. He would be great. Uh, he's jovial. I can see him getting in as a blackjack. Cause, yeah, dealer. He's a jovial guy. He's got some edge to him. I think he could, uh, you know, like, he, not anybody can be Bernie. Bernie Mac's a legend, man. You know, R.I.P. Like, I remember I For did sure. a stand-up show at some dumb bar, and it was Doug Dreisel's show. That some dumb bar on the west side, like the night Bernie Mac died, and we were all too bumped. Like none of us wanted to perform. We were like me, Ed Greer, and a couple, <laughs> like I think Huck, <laughs> we're all like too bummed out to actually want to go up. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. You know, Bernie Mac ruled. Bernie Mac fucking ruled. That's for sure, dude. That's for sure. And so we're gonna need, like, I think you know, be really. I think they're demoing one of these casinos coming up here. And at the beginning of the movie, it shows them all watching a casino get demoed. Like, yeah, you know, we can recreate that. Wait, they're demoing a casino there soon? I think so. I think fucking the uh, oh, last year they demoed the old Hard Rock site. Um, but I think I want to say one of them just got sold, like the Sands or something. Oh, whoa, that'd be crazy, dude. If it does, you got to go. You got to go watch it get demoed, dude. Yeah, dude, I work right there. Like, I'll probably be able to see it from the office uh, window from the floor I work on. You should record a podcast as it gets demoed, dude. That would be sick. dude, you're right. You're right. You know what I should do is find the guys that actually fucking lay the fucking explosives and interview one of those dudes, too. For sure, you should. I bet that's you that's a great idea. That would be a really cool. Like, how do you blow up a casino? <laughs> Walk me through step by step blowing up a casino. Like, how do you know there's not some old like Chinese guy that's been living in the top floor for the last fifty years and no one bothered to check on him because he paid like twenty million dollars in advance? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, seriously. And also, how do you get that job blowing up a casino? That seems like a sick job. Dude, I think it. I mean, you work your way up the demolition industry. Like, you know, what is that demolition? Is that like a you know? It's not like a degree in demolition. It's a, like reverse no, you, engineering. You, you fucking yeah. You I mean, oh, I bet you. I mean, yeah. At that level, yes, dude. You got to have an engineer fucking design that shit. Like, and you got to reverse engineer how to take that thing down, essentially. But they're yeah, designed. Bummer, they're designed to re, you know do that kind of thing. I mean, we all saw 9-11, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see how controlled demolition works. No, like, yeah, so, but, like, I think, I mean, but, dude, it, you know, it's like, to me, I'm thinking of it more like minor league baseball, where you just start off swinging that fucking sledgehammer in a drywall. And like, hey, man, you're really good at that. How about we bring you over here to knock out some of the fucking studs and pose, you know, and the beams. Yeah, and you, right. And, and they're like, right "Hey, can you blow up this uh this this vet- veterinary hospital?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, you start a small time and then you just like move up bigger and bigger until you're fucking blowing up casinos. It's exactly like Goodfellas. Okay. I don't track that analogy. Cuz remember in the beginning of Goodfellas, he's a little kid, he just lights the match and sets all the cars on fire. 
by the end of it, he's fucking, you know, doing all kinds oh, of shit. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's ex- it is exactly like Goodfellas. Everything's like Goodfellas, dude. I don't think anyone's followed that yet. I agree. I agree, dude. The movie's classic. I was just thinking about the uh, the part today where uh, the Scorsese's mom with the the painting, but where she's like mm-hmm. trying to like tell like the the joke about an old Italian man, and it just like lands really flat, and then she just is like like it bombs so hard, but she's like. In Italian, it sounds much nicer. And I'm like, oh, man, that's such a good <laughs> joke recovery line. Like, anytime something bombs, be like, oh, it's all, it's the translation that threw it off. In Italian, that joke's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that once I get back on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. In Italian, that joke is awesome. I don't know Italian. I don't speak Italian. But trust, trust me, me, if, me, I, if the, I said that, trans- if that was said in Italian right now. Oh my god. Fucking kill. Gabagool. <laughs> that should be your catchphrase when you, when stand up comes back. You should just like be like, hey, my name's Cornell. I'm from Brooklyn. Gabagool. Because <laughs> it's funny. I mean, it's basically being like Sebastian Maniscalco, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that dude's from fucking San Diego. And he's like, you know, I got an Italian ma. And she's always cooking up the eggplant. And you're like, what the what the fuck are you talking? She's always making a surf and turf burrito. You're like, no, that's not Italian. What are you talking about? <laughs> she's always going on to Tijuana and taking me to donkey shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I wish you'd talk about that. That would be amazing. It'd be amazing. If Sebastian Maniscalco's whole act was just talking about donkey shows. Yeah. About his mom taking My him to, mom donkey taking shows. to donkey shows. <laughs> Dude, hey, if you're a mom out there and you're listening to the show, take your son to a donkey show for his 18th birthday for the most unforgettable moment of his life. That's something I will, I, I've never been to, and I don't think I would go to that, man. Like, that's. That's a little too much even for me, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think it sounds intense. When I was twenty-one, probably. But I'm forty-two. You probably would have gone. Yeah, uh, when I was yeah. twenty-one, probably forty-two. Not so much, dude. I don't know. <laughs> forty-two. It's like I think like I have a feeling like the person working like the the I'd probably know them. You know, at this point, like anybody who's reached that rock bottom of their life, we probably crossed paths at one point. In the... Oh, yeah. You'd know the donkey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. A... By the way, you remember those fucking I, I don't know if you, you probably didn't have this up in Humboldt, but like in SoCal, we had these like just random dudes that walked around with donkeys and gave you a sombrero and took your picture on them. Like all the like. like no. Cowboy hat, like. That sounds like some Tijuana shit. Dude. Yeah, Are you like, sure it, it wasn't. No, no, this was in like Norwalk and like especially in Norwalk where my grandma lived. Like there was always just some dude like walk, and it took me, me, me and my brother all, all of a sudden one day I saw the guy walking on the street. And we're like, wait, this guy's just a pedophile with a donkey, and he he's, <laughs> he's figured out a way to use it to his advantage. This needs to be stopped. And, I mean, well, the donkey's got to do something in between shows. You know what I mean? It needs <laughs> yeah, some rest so and relaxation time. Let it help. Uh, I still make some... money if you're the donkey owner. So to still make some cash somehow, you know? Oh, man, dude. Like, you know, and also, 
you know how like some people believe in reincarnation you know like buddhists especially with like uh you come back as a different animal maybe or whatever uh-huh maybe if you do really well as a human you get to come back as the donkey in the donkey show I don't think that sounds fun for the donkey. <laughs> the donkey is probably terrified. What the fuck is going on here? Why is this guy fluffing me? What am I going to do? And then once you get in there, oh my God, I'm ripping this poor woman to shreds. Everyone's puking in the, in the stands, yeah. I would yeah. imagine. There's got to be a lot of puke at the donkey show. There's like, dude. I, yeah. I'm yeah. for sure puking it's, there, dude. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. But to be fair, if I'm there and I'm going into a donkey show, I'm probably puking on the way in too. I'm probably yeah, yeah. So I'm probably hammered. I'm probably hammered because, like, okay, I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, I would go to a donkey show, but I can't completely rule it out because I do like to drink to the point where 4 a.m. I'm down to do something really stupid sometimes, and like, oh man, like, yeah, I am too. But I don't think donkey show would ever. I, I think okay. I would still say no to a donkey if show like, in a full blackout. If like you, me, Nick, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the guys that might like you, me, Nick, Decker, Sean, Kramer. If we were all on a serious gagger and we're walking down the street like fucking four, like three, four in the morning, super hammered. And all of a sudden, like we we're walking by, and someone's like, "Hey, you guys want to see a donkey show?" Majority vote rules. And do you think you have enough votes on your side to get out of it? <laughs> I, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Because I'm not gonna lie. At that point, I'm gonna be the first guy. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get in there. <laughs> I just know, and if you, I, I would if just smell the do- you would just smell the donkey the second you walk in there and be like, "I'm out." I feel like the donkey would probably be one of the best smells in there. Tell you the <laughs> truth, um, I think I think you know you feel I feel bad enough if I've been drinking a whole bunch and I wake up the next day. I have a bad. I feel bad about having a hangover or whatever. And be like, did "Oh, we what did I do last night?" Do we? Uh, yeah, that. That's a special type of regret the next morning after that. Okay. That is, <laughs> that's what I'm going to name the subtitle for this episode. A special type of regret. <laughs> yes, dude. You wake up and you look in your pocket and there's a picture of you sitting on top of a donkey with a sombrero. <laughs> the, don- <laughs> the donkey's railing. You're sitting on the donkey with a sombrero on while it's railing the chick, dude. <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's fucking terrible okay so i wouldn't go to a donkey show i'll go on record right now and say i wouldn't do that thank you because like i'm on a record big pretty big time on this show about being pro cockfighting so i don't want to make it seem like i got a bestiality kick with it now however i would go to that like remember in godfather part two when fredo takes them all to the live sex show where like the guy with the 18 inch cock fucking fucks like the 18 year old like yes. live, I probably get, would go to one of those. I would be, I would be more inclined to go to that. <laughs> right? That's, that's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's less horrific. I don't know. Maybe it's just as terrible for the woman if this guy has an eighteen-inch dick. <laughs> it's probably like thirteen, <laughs> which is still probably not fun. But yeah, yeah. That's that's insane. That's insane to have a dick. Um, three inches smaller than mine but um, yeah i know right because like ever since i got the covid vaccine mine's like 19 now (laughs) 
So I advise you all to go get the COVID vaccine when you get the chance. <laughs> That's me doing public service work, dude. Oh, I got a dude. I missed it by like twelve minutes, but I, I'm gonna do a little ad drop real quick. Hey, if you want to bet on guy, on donkey shows and guys that have huge dongs and smaller girls, go to mybookie.ag where you can gamble on all types of fornication activity. That's right. My, go to mybookie.ag. You can watch. You can bet on who's gonna fuck who in the ass. It's fucking great. Uh, use promo code LSH for a fifty percent bonus on your uh, deposit up to one thousand dollars. So you know what that means, Cornell. Put a thousand bucks in. What's that? You get five hundred bucks to play That's with. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. You know, yeah, it's a good deal. And it, especially if you want, you know, want to bet bet on like March Madness the way I am, and you know, you want to be a real degen. You want to really get after it. Take the first half unders. All the first half unders. We've been charting this for years. It works. It pays. Take all. So go in there. It, it it'll be a if you do it five bucks a game. It'll be like 180 bucks. So go in there. You put 200 bucks down, then you'll get a hundred dollar bonus, and then you're gonna make money on the first half unders, and then you're gonna get a bunch of bonus money. Like it's, I'm I'm just giving away money over here, dude. In terms of degen betting, I feel like betting on a donkey show is a little bit more of a degenerate bet <laughs> than the bet- first half unders in March Madness. Honestly, I never even thought of that angle with the donkey show, though. What if there's guys just there to gamble on it? We're like, like, oh, no, we're we're definitely as disgusted by this as you are. But there is some action here. <laughs> we just saw a good line, and we had to take had it. To, had, yeah. had to jump on it, man. That was too good of a wager to pass up. <laughs> so that's right if you want to gamble on donkey shows go over to mybookie.ag use promo code lsh for 50 percent bonus up to one thousand dollars yeah right. i mean if they have the lines you can bet it you can bet it dude they got prop dude you know what's cool about them though man bitcoin they take bitcoin they take bitcoin and they pay out in bitcoin oh shit so what you do is when bitcoin's high you place your deposit and then when it dips back, you cash out. And, you know, you gamble a bunch with that, you, you know, and then you make some money on the gambling. And then you cash out when Bitcoin dips. And then a week later, Bitcoin goes back up and you just made even more money. Oh, man, that sounds smart. I don't, I'm not into cryptocurrency at all. Dude, you I, I thought you had some Bitcoin back in the day. Nah, I never had shit. I thought you and because like Melton when you we used to go on Melton's show he was like talking about that I thought like you had a couple too. He had it. I wish I did at that time. I would, probably would have had fucking dude. If we bank were now, he told him that we'd be million or we'd be like big millionaires. Like we're already millionaires. big millionaires. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just know if I got any fucking coin, Dogecoin, any of that shit. I would fucking forget about it and not even – I'd totally forget about it. I wouldn't check it. And you, got, you got Cash would, App, man? I'll send you some Bitcoin on Cash App so you can have a little little taste. Yeah? How much you got? Not not much. I, I Dude, I, okay, I bought like $100 with the, on Coinbase with the promo code that Josh gave me. And I got like a $10 Bitcoin bonus for depositing 100 bucks. That's worth almost six hundred right now. That's pretty good. And I did that a few months ago. And then 
I slowly started putting just a few bucks a week here and there, or just randomly when I was like, "Hey, I shouldn't buy cigarettes tonight. Put five bucks in Bitcoin on on Cash App, and my Cash App Bitcoin stash. I think I bought like three hundred something worth, and that's worth like six something now, like seven hundred or whatever. That's great. So yeah, I've turned like four hundred bucks into like twelve hundred on that. Well, that's really good. But I haven't that's cashed out yet. You know why? Because I think Bitcoin's going to hit one million in the next few years. It's at like fifty thousand now. My predictions were way off. I thought it was going to hit when it was twenty thousand in the fall, and I first started buying it. I was like, "All right, it's going to hit twenty thousand within the year. Get in on it now. It'll be fifty thousand within three years, and hundred thousand within ten years. But it hit fifty five thousand within fucking like four months, five months." Damn. So my projections might have been a little uh, off. I might have been a little behind the curve there. I'm thinking now in 10 years, it could be worth a million per coin. And like, since there's only 21 million Bitcoin that are out there and like 18.5 have been uh, farmed, there's only so much left. And as like, like now Visa, MasterCard, all these major, like major banks and stuff are now dealing with it using it like accepting it as payments it's only becoming more and more legit like a mil- like 10 million a coin isn't out of the question in the next 15 years and so like people pe- people saying like oh i should have bought when it was this i should have bought when it was that I was like keep buying because it's only going to there, since there's a in, like a finite supply of it it's only going to increase in value like dogecoin like i have a little bit of that because i bought it as a joke but because, like, dude, I spend my money on stupid shit a lot of times. Like, instead of buying, like, a set of nunchucks from some weird guy in Tennessee, I'll just buy, like, some crypto <laughs> that might pay off, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as fun as nunchucks, it's but not as could make you more nunchuck, money. Especially from weird Tennessee guys, but... No, so, like, with the... the like, yeah, with... But with Doge, it's an unlimited supply. So that's why the it doesn't... Move that much people waiting for the huge skyrocket on it. That's only going to happen if someone buys something with like ten billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Right. Like if you, if I bought, like, like, like I'm going to buy the New York Yankees in Dogecoin. (laughs) It would would take something like like that to really provide value to it. But since Bitcoin transactions, like, dude, there was some guy like years ago that like used fifty thousand Bitcoin to buy a pizza in the early days to show how fucking oh you can buy stuff with it they'll take it and like dude so like that would be wow worth so much goddamn money right now wow that's crazy that's crazy yeah dude it's it's pretty funny like but see i i do not believe in i should have bought this then i should have done this then i i look at what can i do now to improve my situation what are the smallest decisions I can make? If it's buy $3 sure. worth of, uh, you know, on cash, Bitcoin on cash app when I, you know, feel like cigarettes when I know I don't need them, then that's it. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like, uh, you know, that this is my financial. Also, like, technically, legally, I'm not allowed to give financial advice because I think that's illegal unless you have, like, a license for it. So. Don't listen to anything I'm saying about money ever. <laughs> Unless it's at my me telling you to put a deposit in at mybookie.ag with promo code LSH. Man, that's crazy. You can't give financial advice if you're not if you're not legally allowed to. Like you can't say like it's hard to say like 
I can't say go buy this right now because that becomes like technically like I could be pump and dumping it. Gotcha. Could be insider trader. Could be move. insider trading kind of shit. Like or just like if I'm sitting here going, everybody buy GameStop right now. Okay, that'd be kind of <laughs> hilarious. But I was like, hey guys, I just heard about this GameStop thing. Try it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude it'd but be that, crazy if gamestop took off took over like gamestop bought, bought a stadium or something GameStop like that bought amazon that would be fucking sick dude <laughs> that would be sick dude like amazon <laughs> at this point is basically standard oil from like 1905 oh yeah where it's like oh this yeah thing's dude. way too big for any like we need a the we need a we need okay here's my paw, I'm obviously slurring a little bit but we need a fucking Teddy Roosevelt dude. We need a fucking Teddy Roosevelt trust buster to walk tall, carry a big stick, come down the fucking after fighting in Panama and fucking the Spanish American War, Puerto Rico, fucking San Juan Hill, all that shit. We need a Teddy Roosevelt to ride up with his, and he had the Rough Riders. We need the Barebackers. Maybe I'm that guy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm that politician. You know, I've been thinking about. Uh, I, I'm honestly thinking once I live, live in this state long enough, I'm going to run for senate here, because it seems like all you need to do is be popular in Vegas and you can win a senate seat. Yeah, yeah. And I have, then why why isn't fucking David Copperfield the senator? Cause dude, he's too dude, bro. Have you seen the fucking like the chick senators pool versus what magicians pool? No, dude, David Copperfield, man, he pulls elite magicians get the hot ass. Hey, Bri- yeah, for episode one with Brido, we go over this like Copperfield, those guys, Copperfield, like, like, Claudia Schiffer, like in her prime, like all they do is just trade in older models for younger models, literally. Dude, yeah, magicians pull crazy ass and Brido. Here's what Brido told me. He saw. Uh, he said Mo Welch, uh, lesbian comic, I mean, um, and uh, he was doing a show with her, and she saw her like hit, like hitting on a magician after a dude magician after like getting his number. He was like, "Wait, what? I, I didn't like I didn't know any like guys heard that kind of thing." Like, and she was like, "I figure he's got to be good with his hands." Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, great line, great line, smart, really smart. good line. But yeah, so even lesbians like magicians. Put it that way. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm a dude. I like magic shows were cool when I was like six, seven, maybe. I think I outgrew it by like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. By that, by and that style, I had my own so magic corny. kit, and I was, I was like, yeah, dude. I've written for magicians in magic shows too, and it's it, it's fucking one of the sweetest fucking freelance gigs I've ever had. I bet. Dude, they're paying me like 50, 60 bucks an hour to fucking like maybe think of a joke. <laughs> That's a sweet gig. Yeah, it's a really sweet gig, dude. It's like I did nothing all day and they Venmo me like 500 bucks the second I leave. <laughs> I can't even walk out the door without getting paid. Like I, that, Those are the kind of gigs I like, dude. Absolutely. Better than this Absolutely. fucking... 
this this gig's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I like this gig with the podcast because I get to sit here and fucking talk to my homies and in my living room. I'm wearing fucking like uh, warm up pants, fucking undershirt. I, I I literally look like uh, Paul Servino's character in Goodfellas when they're in the prison scene, like just sitting there. Sl- I all I need is a razor blade to slice gar- garlic with, and like that's pretty much exactly what I look like right now. You know what I should do is I should do one of these episodes where like me and like whoever we both go on mybookie.ag and play live blackjack when we talk about how we're how our hands are doing just an entire episode of me playing blackjack for an hour. That Honestly. sounds great. I would do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, let's re- yeah. Let's recreate the casino experience, dude. So we're gonna rob a casino <laughs> one of these days, Cornell. You know that, right? I mean, we, I'm we, down. We've laid out the plan. We just need. I'm going to email. I'm seriously going to tonight email Eric Roberts at gmail.com. Cause I just do. Have, yeah. I just have a feeling on that one. Also his daughter, Emma Roberts, famous actress as well. Almost ran me over one time. Walk when I was walking, uh, down Fairfax. Really? Yeah. I was at like Fairfax right there behind the museum, like coming up from Wilshire. And I was, it was at that side street right there between the park and the museum. And she was just like on her phone, not paying attention at all, and just fucking like winged the corner and almost killed me. And I was like, "Oh shit, Emma Roberts almost killed me right now." <laughs> it, Dude, you should have hit by that car. Talk about a payday! Oh, I know. Dude, I was so pissed once I realized what happened. Because another time, I was riding my bike home from when I worked at Hard Rock. I was riding my bike home to my apartment in East Hollywood, and right in front of the arc light on Sunset, I was in the bike lane. Andy Dick stepped out into the bike lane and like like fake like he was gonna throw me into my in in front of a bus or whatever. Whoa, and probably not as good of a payday with that one. Exactly, I, I'd much rather have an Emma Robert. Andy Dick payday is gonna be really sad and depressing. Like, and yeah. actually, yeah. that's the one you die on, just straight up die on. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you do get a payment, he's gonna send you it all and use condoms like like Jared yeah, Leto's Jared, Joker for sure. Andy Dick's paying you out and he's condom. He's like, see, my sperm is worth so much because I'm a celebrity and I'm sending you millions and millions of sperm every day because I'm a sick fuck. Yeah, d- definitely. You know, that's not my only Andy Dick story, too. What? I, dude, I, I've had multiple encounters with Andy Dick. He kind of sucks. Oh, I have to. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, every, every single comedian has at least three or four Andy Dick stories. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to share sure. one real for quick? sure? You got, you got one. I just think about when he was at Bridgetown, and um, okay. he's he's at like the after parties at Bridgetown, just walking around. And uh, I was doing my best to avoid co- eye contact at every chance I could. Every time he came around, I was just trying to make sure I looked straight at the floor. And and um, you're a handsome young dude. Yeah. I, I can see why he'd like you. And then, um, yeah, and then he, uh, then I saw him smoking crack. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's my Andy Dick story. <laughs> See, dude, Jen has the best one where she was leaving one of David Taylor's barbecues, and it just, mm-hmm. and then like, like ran people who weren't at the barbecue were walking down the street, like walking by, going, "Hey, is that Andy Dick taking a shit in that guy's bushes over there?" And then, like she looks, it's like. Yeah, there's Andy Dick taking a shit in someone's bushes. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, so I'm glad you got, you know, I'm glad I got to tell the audience. I haven't told any Andy Dick stories to the audience yet. I should, 
I should find uh, every comic that comes on now. I need to ask them what their Andy Dick story is. I had a friend that like, like she went back to Kansas or whatever, but like she uh, lived in L.A. for a couple of years. And like she was telling me, like literally, with like within like a week, she goes out to a bar and Andy Dick assaulted her. Basically, like, <laughs> and I mean, it wasn't like a an, like a Woody Allen assault. It was like. A, I'm a belligerent fucking asshole and I'm just going to recklessly throw my arms wildly wherever I go. And if you get in the way, you get in the way kind of thing. I I think that's what it was. But he's a piece of shit. I mean, he's a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, but we can never take (laughs) mystery men away from him. Cornell. No, or news radio news. Right. Yeah. Right. I forgot about news radio or the Ben Stiller show. Did you ever watch the Ben Stiller show? Yeah, oh yeah. That's that's classic stuff, man. That, you know, that's Mr. Show started there. Oh, really? Yeah. Cross and Odenkirk met there because Odenkirk was already a cast member and writer, and Cross got hired as a writer like a few episodes in. No shit. Yeah. And like, I think Sarah Silverman introduced him or some shit. Like, it was somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, sounds, they, that makes sense. They met playing like in a, pick, a comedian's pickup basketball game and they hated each other at first, and then they ended up. That also makes sense. Also, I love Mr. Show, Bob and Dave so much. It's like basically the thing that got me into comedy. And I thought it was really funny last week when the Jay Johnson thing happened or like him storming the Capitol or whatever. Dude, crazy. Right? Like, yeah. So funny. But like, I also kind of thought it was funny. These people going like, David Cross is silent about this right now. And it's like, what the fuck does he owe you? Like, I couldn't imagine like me like people randomly hitting me about coworkers I had like fucking twenty years ago going, What do you what do you Scott, you care to answer about uh Richard Frosto from Pizza Mania? You know what he's up to right. now? That guy's Right, 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 right. He he owes me money, so that's why I, I threw him under the bus on that one. I, okay. I, I, <laughs> I don't like that guy anymore. So yeah, I, I like but like yeah, like that guy's a horrible person. Where are you at on that? That's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, what, what, and even if, like, what would he say? What's he gonna say? Yeah, you oh, know. I, 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 I. Wait, you can say one of two things. I saw this coming. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> that's, right. That's it. Right. Those are your two choices. And like, yeah. Right. Anybody trying to put anybody on blast for like. Dude, you're one of my best friends on the planet. I love you like a brother. You know, like we go deep. Yeah, like, I love you too. You, dude, we go fucking deep, man. You've been there for me through crazy shit. I always have my back and I always have yours. Always, dude, for sure. Absolutely. But like if you did something fucking crazy, at, like if all of a sudden you're, it's like, turns out Cornell fucking has the farm that makes the babies for the adrenochrome drinking celebrities or what like some <laughs> fucking like the craziest thing to ever exist i'd be like anybody going hey scott do you want to answer for like all those years of friendship it's like well what the fuck you like what the fuck do i owe right. any of you about one of my right. my relationship with one of my friends like you'd still hey by the way if you did that you'd still be my homie Thanks, dude. I appreciate that because I think I am actually doing all the raising babies for the. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I I just really feel like no one like owes anyone, like especially celebrities. You don't owe people a a fucking response for only yourself. 
Right. Yeah, especially a coworker from fucking twenty years ago. Like, what the fuck? Mister Show ended what, like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Evidently, this guy's changed in twenty three years. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and okay, I I do realize that uh, there's there's gonna be some smart ass listening to this right now going. Actually, Bob and Dave did a fucking reunion thing for Netflix a few years ago. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. At that point, yeah. you bring back the old gang no matter what, no matter who they've all become. You get the gang back together. That's first and foremost. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I don't know. Because, I, 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 like, I was thinking about this with, like, because, like, also, it's funny. It's really selective because you don't hear all these fucking people that clamor to work with Woody Allen for all those years saying, I have to do a Woody movie one day. You don't hear any of them have being asked to answer for, even though they went out of their way knowing this guy's been creepy for the last twenty five years. Right, right. It's all it's all such yeah. a crock of shit. You want to hear my my theory on cancel culture? Okay, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. Like I agree with that theory. People complain like, "Oh, I don't want to get canceled for something." Have you ever known anyone to actually get canceled? Where they they completely lose work, complete like no longer because they always just can pivot to fucking like alt right media. They still get jobs. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. They definitely they just go right into some right wing media shit, and they're probably making more money than they were before. before because all these guys will buy everything they've ever done just to stick it to the libs or, you know, like it's. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. It's like, who the fuck can't like the whole Dr. Seuss thing. It wasn't cancel culture. The fucking doc, the people who published the books decided on their own to stop publishing some books. Cause they had some very racist depictions. It wasn't like some outcry by Antifa or whatever. And to also, cancel these fucking books. It was none of the Dr. Seuss books, you know, it wasn't Cat in the Hat. Right. It wasn't Grinch that stole Christmas. It wasn't any of the, you know, it wasn't any of like those right. classics. It was like the fucking obscure B sides. It's like someone trying to cancel fucking Minor Threat. And <laughs> like, right. Oh, they right. had like a one forty-five second punk song about something where they said something wrong. Like, no, like fuck off. Like people, yeah, those yeah, were, exactly. Teenagers pissed off about Reagan. They started a band that became popular. Like, fuck off. Right, right, exactly. I, I don't even think doc, what Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss wasn't knowingly being racist either. He made some poor choices when he wrote those books in the fucking the, 30s or whatever the fuck yeah, he wrote them, you know? Yeah, cancel old fucking books and shit. Cancel The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Because that is about a man being the most useless piece of shit. Have something give his <laughs> entire life to him. And him be an ungrateful piece of shit at the end of the day about it. <laughs> have you ever thought of that, yeah. that book that way before about how that guy is a fucking real he could have just sat there and watered that tree forever and given it life but no he became an old man and needed a fucking stump to sit on fuck him <laughs> <laughs> tree could outlived him by a mile but no he had to be a selfish prick yeah, that's a great point. It's a great point. That's gonna be a new Fuck segment. That's a new segment on the show where I find children's books and just shit on them. <laughs> yeah, dude, cancel more children's books, dude. Yeah, cancel. Fucking... That's what I was. <laughs> Go for it. 
Dude, I was thinking about this the other day because someone was, um, we were looking at comic strips, but I was like, wow, Andy Cap hasn't got canceled. He out he outlived Dr. Seuss and cancel culture. Can you believe that? You're right. <laughs> That's a great call. Je- Jenner- the guy just like beat up his wife and be at the bar all day <laughs> yeah, and all no he, one gives a shit. All he did was drink and come home. Like, Andy Cap's just like the stereotypical Irish dock worker. And fucking, yeah. like he's essentially Marlon Brando's character from On the Waterfront, <laughs> but but not as retarded. He knows why he's beating people. And knows it's uh, yeah no. Andy Capps, uh, uh Jen and I were just talking about like how the Sunday funnies we get the Sunday newspaper here, and the Sunday funnies fucking suck, dude. Like the Sunday funny. Remember how they used to be like yeah, they're bad. The one panels used to be five all of a sudden, and they were in color. Yeah. And yeah. now they suck, dude. And what, what what do you think the worst one is out of all like the the classic comics comic strips? Well, classic pro- probably it's tough. Okay, I, so know many Kathy, bad ones, but... I know Kathy's your favorite. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, probably Family Circus. Family Circus is always like all Bible thumping bullshit. Yeah, that no, really. Okay, that, that's the consensus of this household that Family Circus. This is the most god awful, worst strip ever. Cause like I used to, yeah. I used to really like uh, Far Side, and I used to Definitely. really like uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Those are the two I liked growing up. Those are the two. Yeah, those are the two. Those are the main two. Garfield would have a funny Garfield one every great. once in a while. Gar, I mean Garfield. Like I thought the cartoon was better personally. Like the Garfield Definitely. cartoons and stuff. Like. Hard agree. Uh, I, I had the Garfield cartoon and also the like the graphic novel version kind of thing, mini graphic novel versions of the Garfield Christmas special and the Garfield fucking in Paradise. You ever see Garfield in Paradise? Oh yes, yes, I remember both of those. Yes, Garfield in Paradise is so great. Where like there's a fucking like weird Elvis guy that drives around in a ghost like '58 T bird. And they got to sacrifice people to the volcano and Garfield's got to save. Like, it's so fucking out there. <laughs> so good. Yeah, dude. John Davis just took some acid and went nuts. Yeah, no, that's exactly what that is. Like, that's like him on a peyote trip and like fresh off a DMT bender. Like, there's <laughs> it's so great, dude. <laughs> like, and dude, my favorite part about that one is in the first, because like, it was so like I got that when I was like a fucking third grader or whatever. It read it hit so close to home to me when it was like John, like uh, when John fucking you know Garfield's John, he has his, Arbuckle. Arbuckle's got this huge vacation plan and he's got so many good plans and oh look at I booked all the top flight stuff and when they get there everything's a huge dump. And man, boy, did I live that quite a bit as a child. Like, <laughs> you know, my, 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 my dad, my, think about it. My dad worked for the fucking county water treatment plant. My mom was a public school tree, teacher. And, uh, you know, Reagan's policies were really starting to take hold. We had some <laughs> shitty vacations. <laughs> and I'm glad, hey, I realized most kids were lucky to even have a vacation. Like, Right. But like, dude, like that shit's so funny to me. Like, just the oh, this is the pool, and then it's like it's always empty or it's filled with like roaches or something. It's like super gross. And like now, when I go to hotels, uh, and like a dive motel or whatever from on the road or something, 
I immediately just get the skimmer and I'll fucking skim it myself. <laughs> I know they have it right there. I will skim it. Yeah. And I'll hop if I'm gonna hop in. Like that's smart. That's a smart move. Probably should skim every pool. Yeah, it's all like band aids and shit in there. Yeah, but... fucking tampons and stuff. <laughs> Any more gross things you want to name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like some like open pan, open cans of cream of a mushroom soup and fucking <laughs> oh man uh, some they, you Hanes boxers Hanes. <laughs> yeah Hanes suck I have a couple Hanes they suck I like the uh, I'm a, more of a fruit of the loom guy yeah oh yeah oh yeah fruit of the loom till I die I'm loyal to the fruit of the loom yeah yeah Remember the old Fruit of the Loom commercials where it's like all the dudes dressed up like the fruit? Great, great, great fucking commercials. Okay. Yeah. We're, you and me just started an advertising agency and any people in fucking broadcasting listening to this, I know there's some power players that are huge fans of the show. Me and Cornell want to bring back the fucking Fruit of the Loom fruit crew for a Super Bowl ad. That, yeah. Dude, that would do dude, numbers. Definitely. It doesn't even have to be for Fruit of the Loom. It could be for anything, dude. It could oh, be for, I bet for you toilet the, paper. <laughs> the Fruit of the Loom fruit crew shows up for toilet paper because they're we're tired of uh, people not wiping and staining the Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's great. That's great. They, they walk in and they beat the shit out of those cartoon bears. Dude, like, dude, honestly, like we we both have enough connections in the business, we could probably arrange advertising pitch meetings with a few toilet paper companies. A couple. Dude, yeah, we're gonna be the next madman. We're gonna be fucking Don Draper and fucking Sterling over here. You're Draper, clearly, and I'm Sterling, obviously. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it, dude. And yeah, we just walk in and we're like, hey. Have you guys thought about rebooting old underwear ads for toilet paper? And they're like, what? Hear me out on this one. <laughs> what do underwear companies hate most, more than anything? People that don't wipe and don't keep their product in, pure and intact. What if we use uh, uh, toilet paper as an idea of protector? Because I know some people that just wipe their ass with their underwear and throw out a pair every single time they shit. No, you don't. I don't, but that would be really funny if someone was like... <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. I only, I only use uh, one pair of underwear a day. I just use the underwear I'm wearing, and I wipe with that and throw it away. <laughs> throw and it away, I, and then, then I free ball the rest of the day. <laughs> dude, you better hope it's not a two-shit day, or you're fucked. Oh, uh, well, then then you walk around pantsless the rest of the day. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh man, I'm hitting new lows over here, Cornell, dude. This is only episode 29. I'm already, I've already done, we've already done donkey shows, fucking <laughs> wiping your ass with your underwear. I mean, this is. I mean, to be fair, I would have thought you would have started here. This could be you episode thought, one. In my I mean, you do know me pretty well, dude. Like, yeah, but, like I, I haven't done a glory hole joke yet. This one, so I guess we're good on that. Like. No, wow, yeah, yeah, wow. People, people okay. would not have, uh, if I had to bet, I wouldn't have bet that. So, but if we're going to start an advertising company, definitely going to have a lot of glory with the whole themed ads. I think that's a good way to for sure appeal to a different market. Or it's like, hey, what's on the other side of that hole? 
So yeah, what, and it's it, a Subway protein bowl. Yeah, is it a Subway protein bowl or is it maybe someone's penis? <laughs> I'm gonna, it could be a Subway protein bowl. It could be a penis. I'm going to go over there and take a look. Oh, it's some advertising from a hip new agency. <laughs> and dude, I, I picture us as as mad as like the like Mad Men guys, just like blackout hammer time by like eleven a.m. <laughs> I mean, if you watch that show, they should all be blacked out, hammered by eleven a.m. Like, They're they always sh- drinking. I don't know how the, any of them made it on the subway home ever. Because mm-hmm. I'd be yeah, like, no way. I'd be fucking sleeping on my couch. I, I just live at that office. Like, there's booze, there's broads. Why do you need to go home? Like, <laughs> you could smoke in there. <laughs> like, and if you stick around long enough, occasionally you'll see some dude's foot get run over by a John Deere. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Man, they all had to be feeling terrible all the time. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, like. I don't think anyone here's the thing Cornelis I don't think anyone's ever really actually lived like that it's one of those portrayals in old timey films and people have tried to keep that mystique up but you know I, I know my, my grandpa did, dude, my my grand, you know my grandpa once got he was a huge drunk and like I shouldn't like laugh about this he once got hit by a train and lived like whoa like, that's pretty cool in his, like, like in his car it, it, I mean the and he said he stalled. I still to this day say he was piss ass drunk, and they just didn't breathalyze back then at the time. But the, yeah, he also like he killed a lady in a DUI crash, and like the oh shit, and, like, and this is fucked up. I mean, it's fucked up. Like, she was like pushing her car down the street, like it stalled, and he just fucking rear-handed, just fucking bam. Oh my god, that's terrible. And I think like okay, here's how long ago it was. I think it was like a six hundred dollar fine. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's like some shit like that. I remember like my mom, and my grandma. It's my step. It's my step grandpa too. So I don't want people to think I have that bad gene in me. But uh, oh, like, dude, I remember my mom, and my grandma, like t- explaining it to me once. I'm like, wait, grandma, because like, oh, cause, like, no, I got in a car accident when I was in high school where I rear-ended someone, and it, the lady had a heart. It was like a minor rear-ending, but the lady had a heart attack. And so like. It, ended up becoming like a thing kind of you know oh yeah shit and uh but like dude like like it's like that was like and then my mom my mom was like oh my grandma said to me oh it's not that big of a deal you know your grandpa killed a lady in a car crash i'm like what and then i asked my mom about it it's like yeah he was fucking drunk and he fucking hit someone i'm like and then i finally like i did some i tried to do as much research as i could but like I think he got, like, a few months probation and, like, a little fine. And think about it. A $600 fine back in those days was, like, fucking, like, enough to buy a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if it was uh, me and that was my mom, I'd probably rather have my mom over a, a $600 house. <laughs> oh, I don't think that money went to the uh, uh, family. I think that he paid that to the state. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. 
So some like, fucking, like some fucking, like, like getting a, just a, yeah. a DUI kind of thing. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, normally DUIs are only twenty bucks, but you killed someone, so we're gonna fucking juice it up on you since this is your ninth one or whatever. Man, that's sweet. That is sweet. That's pretty wild, dude. That's fucking crazy. No, and like I think about because like. Uh, my other okay, so that's on. This is my mom's side. My mom's biological dad. That's my mom's stepdad. My mom's biological dad has definitely killed a shitload of people because he was in the front lines in the South Pacific in World War Two. And like he told me, he sat me and my brother down and told us the full World War Two story. So it's like there's blood on the hands coming from you, mom. Damn, that's blood on crazy. the hands over there. I'll tell you that. That's crazy. Yeah, so, you know, uh, oh, shit, dude, we're like at an hour and 20 now, man. I didn't realize we had gone this deep, dude. Like, you know, you, you get caught up on donkey shows, man, and then time I know. Just <laughs> flies away, dude. Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, so, yeah, let's wrap this up. Anything you want to plug, Cornell? Uh, No, not really. Okay, well, then check Cornell out on a sketch album. I made called the misadventures of frequency four or me and episode two guests, Alex Mesrobi and an episode eight, nine guests, Hannah Ganson, uh, kind of teamed up and put together a weird little sketch, uh, musical masterpiece. And Cornell does some voices on it that are very funny. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, cause I have it, my new car. Like, uh, when I get in there, sometimes it's just like randomly it'll go to my iTunes and I only have a couple albums on there. So it'll either be like yeah. a Sean Green bit, a Canaan bit, or a sketch from the album. And it almost always pops up the uh either the Maury Povich one you did, the, the Cornell plays yeah. like a Maury Povich game show host, and it's instead of uh you are the father, it's you are the author. And it's like people accusing people of literary uh masterpieces. And then uh the other one's the cockfighting champ, which Honestly, the cockfighting thing is a little too on brand for this show. I'm not going to lie. I should probably, <laughs> you know, I'm going to clip that and I'm going to play that. I mean, I'm going to try and play that at the end after we sign off here. So it'll just go into that bit. Smart. Great call. Great call. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Like I, when it comes down to me actually editing it, I'm probably going to be super lazy. And be like, oh, I don't feel like doing all that extra stuff. <laughs> also a great call in the moment of you editing the podcast is probably the right move to be lazy. You know, hey, laziness has been working so far, and dude, so thank you so much for joining me, buddy. I love you, man. You rule. I love you too, Bows. Dude, um, you know when this shit ends, man, you and me are gonna fucking get a tuxedos and a limo and go to Liberace's house over here. Can't wait, dude. Can't <laughs> wait, oh, man. All right, buddy. I will see you later. And that was Cornell Reed, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Once again, I appreciate all your support. If you can follow us on the socials, at Pod is the way to find us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to become a club member over at the Patreon, where one day I'm going to start my own social club, and the only people that can come into it are members of the Patreon account, go to patreon.com slash Pod for all kinds of bonus content where I say slurs that I otherwise wouldn't be allowed to use on this show. So thank you so much, everybody, and I'll be back later in the week with Andrew Holmgren.